the Ben Coley Podcast. Hi, you're listening to the Ben Coley Podcast. This is episode 11, and I'm going to chat to you about some of my favourite unsigned or undiscovered, under-the-radar artists at the minute. Also, my commentary on the latest music news, although haven't really got much news this week because everything's been pretty much cancelled because of COVID-19. Uh, I'll also chat to you about my favourite song of the week and my favourite album of the week as well. It's basically a snapshot of the past week or so in music. Uh, and if you're like me and you love all different types of songs, all different sorts of genres, and you're always dipping in and out of different artists, then this is a good opportunity for you to find some new sounds. It's a quick pit stop, basically, where you can touch base with uh, different tunes. A little bit before I start, if you've got any artist suggestions, if you want to fire anything past me, that'd be great. I love all your recommendations. And if you've got any questions for future episodes, please hit me up on my socials. That's at BenCurley97 on Twitter, underscore BenCurley on Instagram. And there's also an email as well, thebencurleypodcast at gmail.com. Um, in terms of copyright, I always reach out to all of the unsigned bands that I feature and make sure that I've got full copyright permission. Um, today, I'm actually featuring an artist that's signed and I've reached out to the label and the label have given me full written confirmation that it's fine for me to use the tracks because copyright laws and podcasting isn't great, especially when it comes to doing music. So yeah, it's good to it's good to reach out to an artist and they give me full permission to use their tracks because it helps... Um, it helps for me to explain what I'm talking about a little bit better. Also, you can go and easily check out all of the artists over in the description box. There's the links to all of their social media accounts, to all of their music. So you can go and find an artist straight away if you like what you're listening to. So episode 11, but it's a very different episode for me. Um, the format's still the same, but the kind of idea behind this episode is a bit different because obviously at the minute we're... Wow, we're all self-isolating, at least in the UK anyway. We're all on lockdown, essentially, because of coronavirus. And it's just mad. It's mad. I'm I'm still coming to terms with it myself, really. I'll have the odd day where I kind of occupy myself around the house and I keep busy and, I don't know, I'll tidy my bedroom or I'll listen to some music or I'll do some work. But then it will just hit me every now and then. Often when I'm in bed, just the kind of gravity of the situation... It's mad. It is just absolutely crazy. And for me, probably the closest we'll ever get to living through like a wartime scenario. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not likening the coronavirus to the Second World War or anything like that. But in terms of the country's response, like the, the prime minister addressing the nation and the way we're all kind of essentially locked in our houses and we can only go out if it's essential and the police can enforce the law to actually keep us at home. It's just it's just really unprecedented. It's such an unprecedented situation that I just never thought would be happening. And the last thing I ever thought when I started up this podcast was that I'd be chatting to you about music in a time like this. Um and yeah, it's it's one of those where we can't really hope to try and make sense of the situation. Um, all we can do is just focus on the here and now, not really, or try not to worry too much about factors that are outside of our control. We don't know when this is going to be over. Who knows when it's going to be over? It could be dragging on for months and months, but all we can do is focus on what we can control. So I'm just making sure that I'm going to try and find some great music to give you at this time. Uh, because I think music is perhaps more important now more than ever. 
it's so important to find an artist that you really relate to, that you can latch on to, and ultimately music that's going to kind kind of take you somewhere else and music that's going to make you forget the weird times that we're in at the moment. So that's why I've called this podcast Songs for Isolation. And the first artist I'm going to feature today is someone called Tamine Harkett. Uh, Tamine Harkett is, she's a pretty new artist actually, and she isn't an artist that you would think is new. She's actually been writing and performing her whole life and it sounds like she's such an established artist, but she's only been going for the past year or two, really. Um, She's from Oslo in Norway. She's 26 years old and she's writing this amazing mix of kind of like 90s R&B and this real blissed out pop as well. So before I play you the song that I'm featuring from her today called Affection, which is brand new from her, you can listen to my chat that I had with her a little bit earlier on today, and she's just absolutely sound. I think everyone is like just self-quarantined themselves, so everyone is inside, and uh, except for like when people walk their dogs. Uh, but uh, it's been like this for like two weeks now, uh, and the, the hair salons and just uh, basically everything except grocery stores are shut down like nothing is open yeah it's the exact same here but are you as an artist are you finding it quite a productive time are you finding it a time where you can be creative or is it one of those things that it's limiting your creativity because you can't really go out and do much to be inspired How, how are you finding that well for me like all the producers that I usually work with are like everyone is at home so you can't really do much and I don't have a studio like at home so I can't, I can't do much, but I can write, but I can't like record anything for real. Uh, but I guess I could, I could write and like do like simple little ideas and stuff, but I can't, I can't really do anything big. I get you. So chat to me about some of the producers you work with then, and particularly with your upcoming EP, uh, I'm Not Crying, You're Crying. Who Who is it that you've worked with on that? Is it quite a wide range of producers or is it just a few? Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, um, Chorus is, uh, he's from the UK. He's, he's the, the one that has been like putting it all together. So I made the songs with different uh, producers uh and then i went over to him and we kind of like made it all match if you know what i mean so he's like the he's the producer that did like the last finishes on everything to make it all sound a little bit the same because i made like uh one of the songs i made in berlin with uh with a producer and a songwriter there and then i made another track with uh this american chick uh and a german producer like it's it's all very different because I was sent to sessions this summer in Berlin, uh, London, and Bergen, which is in Norway. Uh, so it's just a mix from like di- different ses- sessions. Uh, and then, yeah, and then we just made it all come together as one kind of thing with, with chorus in, in London. The main idea I made with someone else and then he came and like kind of redid a lot of stuff to make it all sound the same in a way but at the same time the songs are very different but they kind of have this like I don't know when you hear it you'll probably understand what I mean continuity you want it to have that kind of common thread going throughout the EP you'd say yeah yeah 
We call it in Norway, we say a red thread. <laughs> That's what we call it, to have like a red thread. Uh, but you say common thread, so it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> Got you, okay. Um, so I'm going to talk about your actual, well, the track that I'm going to be featuring on my podcast is Affection, which is going to be out on Friday. Uh, I'm going to be chatting about that in a moment. Um, but before then, I want to just chat to you about who inspires you? Who is it that you look up to now? Oh, it's so many different. Like, I, ha- I get inspiration everywhere because I can, I can listen to Ariana Grande and be inspired by her or Kilani or Billie Eilish or Tame Impala like so many different genres and that's what I kind of and not only that but I, I listen to a lot of music that I listened to growing up like uh, Justin Timberlake the Justified album and amazing album such a good album yeah I know it's 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 insane like that album could come out now and I would still be like a huge fan like it's so it's just it's it's perfect <laughs> so I listen to a lot of old music uh and then i try to like make my own spin on it so i i get like little inspirations here and there and then i just make whatever i want to make so i feel like all my songs are very different and i will like the next project that i'm going to do will be even more different than what i'm releasing now so everything because i feel like that's okay now you don't have to like have a whole album where everything is the same. Do you know what I mean? Like you can, you can go a little bit outside of the box, and you can do like uh, a song that's uh, a little bit more old school R and B, and then one song that's more '80s pop, and then you can like you can switch it up a little bit. And I like that. That's like okay now. Yeah, I I completely agree. Like, think of an artist like. Um and this is just one example, like, say, the 1975, all their albums and their upcoming album, it's just so different. They'll have, like, a teen pop track followed by a hard rock punk track followed by kind of more of, like, a garage sort of song. So they completely switch it up all the time. But people like that because, you know, people like different sounds. I think if it's just one sound for the whole thing, people might get a bit bored. They know what they're signing up for then. Yeah, and for for me too, as an artist, I, I, like... I I love doing different stuff all the time and I think that it's it's what's going to make me uh, just evolve as an artist to just try different things all the time and not be afraid because like when I was younger I was like so worried I never released anything because I was like no I want it to be like I have to have this one thing that's like 100% me but the thing is, is that you always change and you're always in like, uh, or at least I am, I, I change all the time. Your upcoming single, Affection, that's more like 90s R&B. That's kind of what I've got it down as. It's got that sort of sound to it and like a lot of sort of synth pop thrown in there. Um, so chat to, chat to me about that. Like, how did the idea for that song come about? I think we listened to a Mariah Carey track <laughs> and nice. then... Yeah, and then we, because we had a session and we had a half session, so it was like just half a day, and it was the first time I met Matias, which is um, it's uh, two guys that I wrote it with, Matias and uh, Fred. So we, uh, when we were in this, that session, it was the first time I met Matias, and we were like, okay, we just have to hurry up because my plane was leaving at like five, so we had like no time. And then I was like, okay, this song is nice, and then I just. Uh, put on a Mariah Carey song and then we just took it from there and it does not sound like that song at all 
but it was I think it was like the beginning like just the beat that we started and then I just started singing a melody or whatever and and then we just took it from there and it became something completely different when it comes to the lyrics uh I remember that I was with a guy where I just I was really feeling myself at the moment and I just did I just wanted attention and affection but I did not want anything else I didn't want I didn't want it to be a relationship I wanted to be on my own but I but, but still want affection do you know what I mean that, that's what I'm loving about the lyrics of this track and I it's it's lyrics that I can really understand where you're coming from and I'm going to use perhaps a UK attitude as an example and um, let me know if it's the same way you are but in the UK, you'll you'll have, say if a guy was to sleep around with different people and a guy just wants sex with different people, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, legend. Whereas with a girl, it's like they're branded as being a slut. And you kind of, you kind of mention this where it's like, if a girl's labeled for being a slut, it's seen as a negative thing, but all they're doing is just sleeping around. All they're doing is they're wanting affection. Uh, and that's kind of what you're touching upon with this track. Yeah, it is, 100%. That's exactly what we were thinking about because I just... Like, when I'm in the studio with the guy, I'm, I'm, I always work with guys, and you kind of get that, that mentality a little bit that you talk about sex a lot and you talk about all that stuff. And and so many times I've heard, like, guys have been like, Oh, you're like a dude. And I'm like, what do you mean like a dude? Like girls can be like this too. You don't have to be a guy to want to have sex. That's so stupid that girls cannot talk about it because if you're a girl or then you're a slut. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. So when's the EP out? I I think if 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 I remember correctly, I think it's going to be out in May. Um. So would there be a tour with that as well? Like obviously... You know, might have to might, might have to wait a while, yeah, because for things to open. But are you yeah. aiming to tour? Well, I I I want to, but I have I have uh, several projects that I that I want to do. I just don't know when everything is going to come out. But I've made so many songs lately, and literally right before the Corona shit happened, I've made so many songs. So I'm really glad that I that I did that because I have a lot of stuff to release. So the track that I'm featuring today is off her upcoming EP. It's called I'm Not Crying, You're Crying. It's her debut EP. And this track that has literally dropped today is track number two off that EP. It's called Affection. And I think it's an artistic statement to say the least. It's absolutely amazing. first verse and it opens up with these kind of muffled swelling synths and to means 
vocals are really intimate and really sensual. I love the melody that she's got as well. It's just got so much class. There's not really all that much going on at the start, to be honest, but that's kind of what I like about it because it's, it's drawing so much emphasis on the vocals. But halfway through that second verse, you would have heard two subtle vocal lines that were added in about halfway through. You had a higher vocal line from uh, Tamine that came in and then this kind of male vocal line outlining the same melody, just an octave lower, and it sounded so, so sick. So here's the chorus. Uh, the synths become a little busier, they're more bouncy, they're more accented, and you get a little bit of background kind of fizz and ambience as well. But for me, the thing that I love most about this song is just the hook. It's so effortless, but so catchy at the same time. I've genuinely uh, had it stuck in my head all day. I absolutely love it. On the press release that I was sent for this track as well, it said that this song is like a pink silk bathrobe that you can wrap yourself in. And I think that's pretty much a perfect way of describing it. Not looking for protection, yeah. I'm into the infection, yeah. So good in that. It's so, so, so good. Right, here's the middle eight section. Um, and I love the lyrics. Please don't take it personal. I know it's wrong. It's not my fault. And you get some nice vocal arrangements with that as well. And you kind of get these little high string samples that cut in and out. And there's this deep kind of bass just rolling on and on throughout the song that I love. Uh, and then there's one more little intricate thing about this song that I love. And that's how every section that you hear be it the first verse or the, the first chorus or the middle eight, it just glides effortlessly into the next one. There's no clear section change. It's not made to be super obvious when it's going into the second verse, when it's going into the bridge, when it's going into the chorus. Each song just slides into the next. It's really velvety. I love it. It's really cool. And I think it's just a testament to how well produced this track is. Take it personal. I know it's wrong. It's all my fault. Though you are the sweetest guy, I hate goodbyes So I leave before you wake up Please don't take it personal I know it's wrong, it's all my fault Though you are the sweetest guy, I hate goodbyes So I leave before you wake up Not looking for protection Yeah, so to me, Harkit, for me, is just so creative. And I think it's just a bit of a breath of fresh air. It's pop music that um, has a lot to say for itself. That's why I really like it. And she's working with the right producers, clearly. And I love how the producers 
clearly invest in her kind of artistic vision. They see where she wants to go with her music. And I'm really looking forward to hearing her EP that's going to be coming out in May. The second artist that I'm going to feature today is Jean Castel. He's a French artist, but he's currently based out in LA. And he's been involved with music since such a young age. He's been writing and performing and recording since the age of five. He started writing on violin and then moved over to guitar. And that's quite interesting, actually, because he started off with this kind of classical upbringing. He studied at the National Conservatory in Bordeaux in France and then he later got into the Berklee College of Music in Boston. So he brings that kind of classical music theory background into his music. You can really tell just with some of the songs and some of the melodies he's writing, you can just really tell that this guy knows what sounds and what instruments to draw off and when to do it. He's such a fascinating listen. Hey Ben, my name is Jean Castel and this is my song God Part One. So here is how I created God Part One. Um, the first part, which is from zero second to about 50 seconds when the 808 comes in, um, that was the first part that I had created on its own. Um, I think it was in January 2018 or something like that. And then the second part I created later but I didn't really know how to make a match. First, you know, they were just their own ideas, separate own ideas. And so one day I was on the piano and I noticed they were in the same key, um, which I believe is D minor. And and so, yeah, I, I noticed they could work together. So I joined the two projects and they worked. Um, so then, I, you know, I just kept producing the whole song and writing it you know, as I went, trying to you know, make the lyrics match with the mood of the song. And at the time I was going through some stuff, you know, mentally. And so that's why I decided to call it God is because I felt like at the time, what I was experiencing was bigger than me, you know, just me as a human being. I also asked my friend Nasaya to help me co-produce the song. So, you know, he helped me produce some of the drums and stuff. Um, he's a very talented guy and um, you should go check him out when you have a second. And from all the songs that I've ever made, I think that one took me the longest to make. From when I first started the project to when I finished the song, I think it took me about a year and a half. You know, I didn't work on it every day, of course, but um, yeah, it took me about a year and a half. Thank you again, Ben, for having me on your podcast. Um, I really appreciate it, and y'all have a good one. in there it's really cool it's it's haunting i think yeah really weirdly haunting in a strange way it opens up with this kind of 
solemn sounding piano and these real cavernous vocals from Jean. And then the chord progression is really minor. It's a really sad sort of just uh, chord progression plodding along. Kind of reminded me of something that like Billie Eilish or Phineas O'Connell would write together. It's that sort of minor key that allows for a lot of breathing space in the vocals. Um, so I really like that. And then I'm sure you'll agree that the melody that Jean comes out with isn't something that you'd hear every day, but it's quite oddly satisfying. So I'm going to take you to the chorus now, and it's it's so much different from the verse. It's this just before the chorus, you're going to hear this kind of weird spoken vocal passage with the piano in the background, which is probably my favourite part of the whole song, actually. It's kind of this old sounding piano, like a renaissance sounding piano part that adds so much drama to the song. And the chorus breaks out into this kind of heavy trap hip-hop style beat with some sick vocal work from Jean. So see what you think. some amazing vocals but then also he returns to the pre-chorus right at the very end of the song and then you'll hear that piano passage creeping again that I was on about a little bit earlier and it, it, it really works. It's really dramatic and unsettling. That's why I really like this track. So that's God Part 1 from Jean Castel. Uh, and yeah, it was really interesting to hear some of the influence behind that track. And I'm loving some of the sounds that he's putting forward. And you can hear his deep understanding of music throughout all of his songs. So fair play to him. And Jean, thank you so much for um, getting involved with my podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'm definitely looking forward to hopefully uh, featuring more music from him in the future. That'd be awesome. Here's a band, a uh, rock and roll band called Lacey. They're a four-piece alt-rock band from Nottingham. Um, they're childhood best mates, and these guys have been together for the best part of like nine, ten years. They're amazing. You've got the frontman, Graham Turner, Josh Lewin, uh, David Pearson, and Pete. And then his surname's written down in front of me. Sorry, mate. I don't, I don't know how to say your surname, which um, I, I would rather just call you Pete than mess up your name 
yeah. So, cheers, Pete. Uh, this is Runaway, the track that you're going to hear now. And it's a track that really caught my attention. They released it in 2019, and it's, it's ace. Uh, so, before that, let them tell you a little bit more about the track before you hear it. Hi, Ben. This is our track, Runaway. A uh, little fun fact for you. This song was initially written in a really creepy hotel room that looked remarkably like uh, The Overlook from The Shining. Um, Inspiration-wise, I guess I'd say if I was able to sit down and give myself a talking to, uh, the lyrics from Runaway would certainly be what I would say to myself. Uh, it's one of the most fun songs we've we've got to play live. Um, and the way you know way it's come out on 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 record sounds fantastic sounds huge uh we hope you enjoy anthemic vocals from Gaz uh, the front man he's got an amazing range like some of the notes he's hitting I'm like I can't even imagine ever hitting those notes myself um, and the band makes such a great sound it's these thick sounding drums these kind of soft reverb guitar parts in the verse and then it opens up in the chorus with these kind of huge distorted guitars with the drums accenting each chord and the drums aren't too over the top in the chorus which is what I like it kind of just it just punctuates everything that the guitars are doing. There's also some real dirty synths that are chucked in as well, which I like. It was cool to hear them creep in. I'm getting this real uh, kind of like a Yumi at six vibe, I'd say. But there's something a little bit darker going on with the heaviness. It's a little bit heavier than Yumi at six. So kind of starting to sound like Fight Star or like post hardcore in some points. It's really cool. Here's a little bit more of the track for you. part of the song. This is Gaz showing how versatile as a vocalist he is. He's almost kind of half groaning, half speaking 
at this point you're going to hear the lyrics uh you've got that lie you can't hide i see that look in your eyes and it's kind of spoken slash sung over these kind of foreboding creepy sounding synths the drums build up in the background then you've got these high guitar parts that kind of build in intensity and it just breaks out into a huge kind of uh middle eight instrumental passage with these huge kind of anthemic vocals again and these guys have just literally sat in the studio and just taken the time to make sure it just sounds absolutely right they're making sure that it's layered to perfection and that it just sounds huge you got that light you can't hide i see that look in your eye you get that feeling like you're screaming but there's nothing inside you got that Lacey and that is their track called Runaway and it's just it sounds massive it's just one of those tracks as well that you can tell how fun it was for them to put that song together they even said in their little sort of speech if you will before the track they were like it's a really fun song to play it's one of the best songs to play live and you can totally see why so yeah go and check them out the link to all their stuff's in the description So my song of the week is a track from The Weeknd, which is the second song of the week that I've featured from The Weeknd. He's writing some amazing stuff at the minute, and this is all stuff that's come off his latest album called After Hours. It's a track called In Your Eyes. Again, it's just 80s. It's just an 80s throwback through and through. And I feel like that's where The Weeknd's sitting really comfortably at the minute. He seems like he's really kind of found his flow and he's kind of reinvented his sound a bit but it's really working for him that's what i'm really liking uh so he's got really soft soulful vocals i can tell that the weekend has been so heavily influenced by various different motown artists i'm hearing as well such uh strong michael jackson influences in all of his stuff it, it, at moments it, you think oh is that michael jackson like it kind of it, his vocals really do kind of um hark back to an early michael jackson uh, sound, which, you know, is certainly a good thing. There's loads of lively synth in this track as well. And there's that drum machine loop that goes round and round that's really kind of heavy in the mix. It's kind of real uh, beat centric, but that's what I like about it. So it's a song with class and style, uh, but it's also got a slightly dark undertone. Go and check it out. It's from the weekend. It's called In Your Eyes. And the link for that is in the description. My album of the week is from, what have I got written down? Yeah, Childish Gambino. And this really took me back, actually. It's uh, re a really surprising release from Donald Glover. Um, the album's called 31520. Um, there's so much going on. I could, I could chat about this for ages. But it's kind of this kaleidoscopic blend of rap, hip-hop, uh, soul, R&B, pop. 
just there's everything going on in this album. There's a real patchwork of genres that Childish Gambino kind of flirts with, but he's able to do it all in such a confident way. It's not like he's just doing, let's say, an R&B track for the sake of doing an R&B track, and he's not just doing a kind of gritty hip-hop song for the sake of doing it. He's doing it because that's how he wants to express the lyrics that he's trying to portray, which is really cool to see. It's cool to see an artist just cover so much ground with so much ease and confidence. You're not at any point misled. I, I'm not left feeling unconvinced by this album at all. So it's going to be a bit tricky for me to chat about the tracks because the tracks are actually, um, they're not, they haven't actually got track names. There's two tracks on the album that have track names, but other than that, all of the tracks kind of are timestamps. So that kind of alludes to the fact that this entire album is kind of this single track opus almost. And it's kind of a single track swan song. And that's me assuming that this is perhaps Donald Glover's final studio appearance as Childish Gambino. But I'm assuming this is his last one. And I think it's such a fitting tribute. A particular standout for me was Algorithm. It's got this real crawling, sinister beat. And Donald Glover is kind of speaking over the track in a real rhythmical way with this distorted and gritty vocal effect that's put over, which sounds amazing. It gives this track this kind of dirty, horrible attitude, but then it's broken up by this soulful, euphoric chorus and then goes back into the verse, which is all gritty again. And it's a really nice contrast that I loved. That's a great track. It's probably my favourite, actually, Algorithm. I got a lot out of that. 1238 is another good track as well. It's a complete change in direction, which you're going to find throughout the whole of this album. It's got some soft synths, uh, some light acoustic guitar, um, and also this kind of slinky percussion as well that's brought in. And Donald's just got such a relaxed approach to this track. It's kind of, he's switching up his syllables in a way that reminds me of Andre 3000 or Prince, that sort of thing. And also 21 Savage makes an appearance on 1238 as well, which I think is amazing. He's got such a good verse. I love I love his kind of tongue-in-cheek verse that he brings in. It's just, it's a really good album. I think it's the most versatile album that Childish Gambino's ever released, and it's probably his most self-assured as well. You can tell that in these songs, particularly towards the back end of the track listing, he's accepted who he is. So if this is his kind of last album, if this is his swan song, I think it, I think it's such a, a good way to end his career but you know what you know what Donald Glover's like he's going to be releasing more music under under a different guise eventually so I mean he's still going to be releasing more music which is ace thank you so much for listening to episode 11 and I know that times are tricky at the moment and it's just all a bit shit but I also think that it's times like this when you can really just delve into music and uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to sound like a knob, but kind of get lost in it, if you know what I mean. Anyway, I'm going to finish off there. Thank you so much for listening to episode 11, and I'll catch you next time with episode 12. The Ben Coley Podcast.